Hello and welcome to Warhammer Workshop. My name is Amy and I'm here as always with my good friend JF. JF, hello. Hi. So, another week, another set of pre-orders. Uh, this one, big Age of Sigmar side because it's the Seraphon army set. It's a pretty army set. I'm going to give you that. Mm -hmm. I used to be a big Seraphon player back when they were called the Lizardmen in the old world. I do not have that army anymore, and I'm almost glad I don't. <laughs> yep. I'm painting some squiggle ants right now, a bunch of squigs to get into Age of Sigmar proper. Mm -hmm. And once I've got the squigs, I don't know that I'll be sticking with the goblins. Not that I've got anything against the goblins. I love me some green skins. Sure. But looking at the contents of that box, it is very tempting to get in advance. Because yeah. obviously, like all these boxes, it contains the battle tome. It's got your cards. Mm -hmm. And it's got a very attractive set of models yeah. for a beginning army. Yeah, it does. I, 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 at this point, almost feel like I can't get into Age of Sigmar because then I will have no excuse not to buy things. I currently have a minimum of three armies sitting here in my pile of shame. Um, and that's fine. It's fine. I, it's fine. It is a little bizarre that um, neither you or I consider ourselves to be into Age of Sigmar and we each have at least three armies. <laughs> Yeah, you know, sitting around just casually. Um, I do. I am looking forward to the old world, uh, yeah. mostly because I have a bunch of spider goblins that I've been meaning to rebase for uh, for Age of Sigmar. But I may end up just rebasing them for the old world. Nice, nice. Procrastination so, pays off. <laughs> literally decades of it. <laughs> yes. There's also a book for Titanicus coming out, the com Campaign Compendium. It looks like a pretty book. It is, and it's so it's all those other books because we know we're not we're not getting much in the epic scale games for not, now. No, and that is very much unfortunate. Yeah, I feel that both um, Titanicus and Aeronautica Imperialis had a very niche but uh, fervent following, yeah. but we're not getting much. No. Um, they did say, right, so they've been doing those 40th anniversary retrospectives, and I think it was the night one. They said that the, the epic scale games were basically on hiatus, which is a shame. It is very much a shame. I hope this hiatus is temporary. I have a lot of comments to about how both of these games were handled uh, as far as releases, as far as the marketing, and yeah. as far as some of the decisions that were made. You and I have talked about this. I feel that Games Workshop handcuffed themselves mm -hmm. when dealing with both of these games, which is quite unfortunate. Just the fact that they're, they're, they're both the same scale, yet have no components to cross over. Yeah. Uh, Titanicus being limited to only Imperium and Traitor Legions. Which I, I found out the original reason for that. I was I was back re-listening to some of the old Voxcast episodes um, and they were talking to Jez Goodwin about Knights and he was talking about when Titanicus came out the first time way back in the 80s and the reason that they the, the reason they said it in the Horus Heresy was so that they would they could you could just re produce one set of models and then you have the red guys and the blue guys or whatever and and that's it 
And so I, I feel like when they did this new version, they mistakenly thought that keeping it in the Horace heresy was part of the charm or draw of tiny titans. And in a way it would have, and you're right, when Epic first came, came out, it was just these titans that were used for both sides. But as we've seen, as history has shown, they did branch out to some of the other races. Yeah. At some point, we mm-hmm. we had Gargants, we had mm-hmm. uh, Eldar Knights and Phantoms, but Titanicus never did that. And I think the assumption that everybody loves them, some Imperium, mm. isn't as true as it was before. Sure. So a lot of us have just been kind of sitting, waiting for something different, more interesting. Meanwhile, we're seeing uh, releases for new new weapons uh, yeah. for already existing Titans. <laughs> it's just, at, at some point, it just stops meaning anything. Yeah. Because it, it just feels like it's always the same thing over and over. Yeah. Just different stats for the, the next resin add-on to a game I don't play. Yeah. And that's just a, that's just a crying shame. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's it for pre-orders for this week. Now, I, which is fine. It's fine because Warhammer Fest is coming, and yes. so and we're also we're also on the heels. Like, as 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 you're listening to this, you can go get yourself a uh, a Lion L Johnson mm-hmm. thing. So it's it's not like nothing cool is coming out. Oh no, some would argue not some at of all. the coolest things is coming out. Yeah, but also we're heading into a a Warhammer holiday, and so mm-hmm. I get. I get that. Uh, it's that that pre lull. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you want to talk about Warhammer Fest because they've shown us the schedule. It's a hefty schedule. I, I don't, don't know how we're gonna cover this. As best we can. Amy. <laughs> they have as not made it easy. <laughs> but I, I think I think it's clear that our biggest focus is going to be on Saturday at what will be for us five a.m. Warhammer Forty K preview. Yeah. They've uh, they've already revealed that they're going to be showing us what's going to be in the tenth edition starter set. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some very creative YouTubers have reimagined what they think is going to be in the box, and I I mean they're probably not that far off. Sure. <laughs> in the sense that we're probably going to see a lot of the models that have been previewed so far, and some of the models that are in the uh, the trailer. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's going to be an interesting weekend for 40K. First of all, because of that reveal. Yep. And second of all, because the rules for 40K 10th edition are going to be playable yeah. at Warhammer Fest. Mm-hmm. And I have a hard time imagining that they're going to be available over the weekend for a handful of people and not make their way either legitimately or through Games Workshop to the to, to the general public true and, huh. so i i don't know like i we we, we can suspect what's going to happen on saturday for warhammer 40k but who knows what sunday and monday will bring so that's not all on saturday because saturday is also underworld's Warcry and middle earth which so this is like have they ever done separate previews like this before that you can think of I mean, certainly I not broadcast. memories right? of them doing something similar when they did have large announcement. I think 
And I could be wrong, but when they announced box set for Age of Sigmar Dominion, I believe they split things a little bit. I mean, I they've but they've done right. like single focus, but not single focus for all of them over the course of a weekend. <laughs> and and this is one of the things I say. This is why I was so surprised that they did the tenth edition announcement mm-hmm. at Adepticon because clearly announcing things at Warhammer Fest is a much bigger deal. I mean, I do get it, though, because, like, I get it now, because if they're going to have it playable, like you said, there's no way it's not going to wind up somewhere in some form. And so the fact that, like, so now they've given us a lot, like, we've been seeing a lot of the hashtag new Warhammer, new 40k. Oh, no, I don't remember the hashtag. Um, like the rules previews. New 40K. Hashtag new, new 40K. 40K. So, yeah. They, they've been able to put out all of the rules previews leading up to people actually playing the game. Yeah. And, and much like when 9th edition came out, by the time the actual book was in our hand, we had seen 90% of the yeah. rules we needed to see. Yeah. And they're doing the same thing here, which is which is a brilliant way of doing things. You want people to know the rules before they get the book or at least have a good feeling about them so that the the veteran player can sort of skim through things and get on the tabletop as quickly as possible. I get that. But yeah. it feels like we've seen so much already. And we have another week of this coming on. Mm-hmm. Week and a half, actually, as we're recording this. Yeah that it feels that by the time Warhammer Fest does roll around, we're going to have a good grasp on what to expect from 10th edition rules-wise. Right. We'll know on Saturday what's in the box set. Mm -hmm. People will have played the game at Warhammer Fest. It's leaving very little for them to do except just release the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. It feels... But then, like, we know that they've already said that there'll be a Tyranid focus next month, which is, I mean, not soon. <laughs> like, there's still a few weeks left. So I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's going to be interesting. But again, we'll all we'll know more on Saturday, on the Saturday the 29th. Yeah. Um, and we'll know more about Warhammer, Underworlds, Warcry, and Middle-Earth. Yep. Which feels so tiny next to 40k having their big announcement well um underworlds we've already seen the last box of their season so that'll be restarting war cry um i've lost track of where we are but i think that like we're we're on the cusp of a lot of changeover if underworld changed from the beast focus from being gur focused to something different, I, I have a feeling that Warcry, they're probably going to be announcing how Warcry follows in those right. steps. But we don't know what that is yet. I'm assuming it's going to be weird, given that this oh, crossover one is weird in in the same way that you know, they, they announced the final kill team box being um, the Gallo Dark crashing into a planet and that that is going to lead to things in the next season that this is going to be similar, I hope, in that the weird Zinch people are tip of an iceberg of what we're going to get into. We did get a preview today, the rumor engine, of a, mm. a very Zinch-esque hand waving fire around. Yeah. 
and that is nothing to do with anything we've seen so far. So who knows? Fingers crossed. Yeah. On Sunday, uh, we have the Age of Sigmar preview and the Horus Heresy and Old World preview, which is one of those things people clamor for at every single preview. More Old World. And this is one of those things that I thought would be kind of flipped. I expected Old World to get more meat at Adepticon Mm. to leave room at Warhammer Fest for 40k. And now that 40k is not going to be taking up a lot of room at Warhammer Fest, but the fact that they've actually, we, we've, we're getting Warhammer Old World preview alongside Horse Heresy, seeing that Old World is the Horse yep. Heresy of Age of Sigmar. Fantasy, of Age of <laughs> yep. Sigmar. Yep. I, I like where this is going. I, I'm, I'm curious how big that particular reveal is going to end up being. Yeah. It could be nothing. It could be just a handful of new uh, of new figs. Check and out skulls. these shields. Check out this or, iconography. Yeah. Or it could be well. This is going to be the box set, yeah. and this is what's going to come in it. And uh, I mean, just this week, I believe they released some information about what to expect for base sizes. Mm-hmm. We're going to have square bases. Hooray! I love the movement for square bases, by the way. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of jazzed about it. Um, unfortunately, there's some changes that means I'm going to have to rebase things anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so close. <sighs> like this much. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I, it's again, because it's previous coupled war horse heresy, which I don't know how much more they can unveil for that in the coming months. Mm. It could be so little and so much. So, yeah. I mean, we talked about how it could be demons. It could be demons. But even if it is, that's <laughs> I'm not the problem with Horus Heresy. For everything like last, every time. The last year has been so such a brutal avalanche of releases, mm-hmm. a quantity and variety I never would have guessed. Yeah, that I it, it almost feels like it exhausted itself at this point, which is great. Leaves room for Old World to kind of kind of pick up the the baton and run with it. Yeah, but also. I don't necessarily want Warhammer Her- you know, Horus Heresy to be too overshadowed. I don't think it will. I think it'll be fine. I don't, um, and then don't Monday, Monday, there's a Kill Team preview kill all team. by itself. All its own. Because we know that the new season will be starting. They've <sighs> already revealed what the next box set is. Yeah, the final one. Yep. So... There's no, there's nothing else to reveal except what's going the on next. next. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way that's very exciting, uh, as I was mentioning to you before the show, maybe from a rule standpoint, Kill Team is its own thing. It's right. likely to remain its own thing. I hope so. Yeah, it's better that but, way. But at the same time, thematically, it's been tying to Warhammer 40K, the whole yeah. Gallow Dark thing You're right. tied to Arcs of Omen. Yep. Now we've got the Galodark is crashing into a planet. 40k is moving into another tyrannic war. Mm-hmm. Are these things going to intersect? I'm trying to say is, are we finally going to get a Tyranid <laughs> kill team? I feel like it would be such a miss not to. <laughs> or they're doing it just to spite you. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. I've... I've... <laughs> 
so, but here's like theoretically, this is not necessarily out of character because if they're going to be doing a a, a kill team set in a crashed Gallo Dark on yeah. a planet infested by Tyranids yeah. to follow with the fluff of 40k, like one of the things that we kind of suspect they're not doing that they're not releasing a plastic lictor yeah. <laughs> they're just releasing a, a lictor variant mm -hmm. like von ryan's leaper because um, they're like you... they're like lictors but they hunt in packs that's yes. not terrifying and why is that not the same set why is that anyways it's it's there's something very annoying about getting um von ryan's licked uh reap leapers but not getting lictors and I just want to, as an aside, comma yet, exactly. But getting to that, like I just want to put a little tangent that you or I don't know where you picked up this from information from. Found out that Von Ryan's Leaper was actually hinted at in a third edition. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. It's brilliant. Yeah, and amongst a bunch of other things, like I remember that page clearly because I, I was I, I had that that book back then. But not clearly enough to remember all the things that were hinted at. The mm -hmm. only thing I remember that was hinted at and became a model was the Trigon. Because back then, it was a massive deal how they released the Trigon as a Forge World model. <laughs> and now it's just, it's been plastic forever. Yeah. I'm old, is yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. I, I mean, that that chart from 3rd edition has like, hey, um, so when they take in orc gene seed this is what happens and when they take in human genes this is what happens and whoo there was some weird stuff in there man it's it's funny because that's always been part of the lore for me oh yeah no absolutely but it's definitely something that they've sort of dusted under the rug a little bit yeah yeah no absolutely. so i like feel like the... newer people maybe don't know True. And it would be interesting to see them kind of go back to that and show us what happens when it's Crutes, what happens when it's uh, Squats, mm. what happens when it's so many other things. Um, so, yeah, no, going back to Lictor, maybe this is their chance of introducing new Lictors. Sure. Because one thing we haven't seen in either the trailers or any of the teasers is new, again, new Lictors or new Gene Stealers. Yeah. And I've been I've been goofing around with Gene Sitter models recently, and I didn't think they were that old, but assembling some, yeah, they kind of feel old. <laughs> and they're in boxes of eight, which is an awkward number. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, like a box set that comes with a, a redesigned Lictor, maybe a little bit bigger, a little bit more dynamic, sure. and ten ten Gene Stealers. That'd be all right. It'd be all right. That'd be, be, fine that'd with be that. nice. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. So yeah, we've been getting a lot of these rules previews, and I, I, we said for a very long time that we didn't want a new edition, and so far they're going out of their way to make sure that I, <laughs> we are okay with a new edition. They're making it worth it. They're not making it feel like it's just like duh, 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 ah, you're, you're right. Let's just start over. Like they've actually put in the put in the work it's interesting but because a lot of it is everything new uh, everything old is new again yes um a lot of rules like oh check out this new rule it's like i don't know if it's new <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're calling it new but eh. 
mm. kind of been there before. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of the way they're addressing things is does um, does handle some comments and some complaints that we've had for a few years, and it does feel like every new edition does that. Yeah. Where when the edition starts, it's always about correcting things that we thought were annoying, mm -hmm. fixing, bringing back things that worked, replacing them for the replacing the things that didn't work. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that this time they kind of stick to it no yeah. longer. Well, so here's I think this is what feels different. Right. So one of the things that we always complain about is bloat. This is especially mm -hmm. true with things like stratagems. But because they're building them in. Like a lot of those stratagems are just being built into the data sheets for units. I feel like that helps at least somewhat because anything they add is going to have to be very broadly usable by whatever faction they're dealing with. Yes. And having a lot of um, kind of going about it unit by unit to mm -hmm. make each character full we see it especially with the uh, the, the, the the transport rules yeah. that transports specifically have rules that impact the the, the, the models being transported yeah. or deploying nearby each individually in a very characterful manner that matches the army that you're playing mm -hmm. so that's very cool and as far as reducing bloat one of the things that i am shocked no one I haven't seen much comment about it, but I thought the internet was absolutely burned to a crisp. <laughs> is no more choosing psychic powers. Yeah. You get a psyker, it has psychic powers. Done. This cuts out a huge chunk of the decision making before the game, yes. along with not having to choose a bunch of stratagems. It's going to make the pregame um, yeah. bookkeeping a lot slimmer and a lot more efficient. I mean, that's one of those things that I really like about Warcry, right? Is that you don't have to make a lot of decisions ahead of time. You draw cards and that tells you your mission and your terrain. And you know what I mean? And like that kind of stuff really streamlines that like pregame nonsense. And so I, I'm happy that we're, we're doing this. And for the I've, old 40k. For the past year and a half, I have only been playing that way for 40k. Yeah. They released a while back a pack of cards to generate missions. Yep. And I've never touched book missions since. No. The only book missions I'm tempted to, I, I want to try, but I need to finish the scenery for are the Arcs of Omen missions right. because they look cooler than average. And that's that's a whole, It's it's almost its own you know, it's its own game type, really. Exactly. It's its its thing. Yeah. So it's all very exciting in the sense that so far I haven't seen anything that I find annoying. Uh, there's a couple of things that look scary at first glance, sure. such as uh, vehicles with tough, toughness 14. But very quickly you notice that's because anti-tank weapons are designed right. with that level of toughness in mind while non-anti-tank weapons don't. Right. Um, the only thing that has some people, and by that I mean a little bit me, mostly my brother <laughs> gnashing teeth, is that we're still on a full battle round sequence instead of, like, it's, it's, it's yeah. still I go, you go, yeah. instead of being activation-based. Mm -hmm. Having played a tank versus, tank army versus tank army game recently, 
I feel that activation would have helped make that game more balanced. Yeah. So maybe 11, I suppose. <laughs> or yeah. maybe never. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm, cro- I'm keeping my fingers crossed that what we're going to see to help alleviate that is the core stratagem of which there's supposed to be 12 now. Yeah. Which I think almost doubles what we have at the moment. If not, it, like, it still adds a, 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 a sizable component that a lot of these stratagems are reactive. Mm-hmm. Things that you use in your opponent's turn. Right. That way, instead of just having the game played at you for uh, <laughs> half the for, time, for, for every yeah. for half the time, you can actually be participating and reacting and doing things. Yeah, yeah. Which is especially important when you're in the in the the, the shooting movement phase because you're not doing things. No, you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as a side note, one of the things that is uh, that is mentioned in the previews is rules for certain vehicles that uh, the unit can jump back into vehicle when being charged. Yep. And I find that awesome. There's a few really good ones. There's the firing deck that, um, and they can specify how many. So it's not like open top where it's just whatever's in there is fine. Like it's like X models. So you can have three dudes shoot or whatever, like whatever X is. Um, but and you then, can also have a, a firing deck 22 sure. to represent the open top. Why not? And then the rapid deployment that units can disembark from a transport after it has advanced. Yeah, that's very fine. Nice for, that's that, fine. That sounds very Eldar. Mm-hmm. And then there's assault ramps are back, which neat. Just, yeah. That's just cool. That's just cool. Now, yeah. The only thing that kind of bothers me, but... I would. I'm. I'm open to the idea of seeing uh, this this problem as an opportunity. Is that if there is one army, because they mentioned mostly like that open top and certain types of vehicle are better designed to rush back into when being charged. Sure. I don't feel that the Tau Devilfish qualifies as one <laughs> of those vehicles. Uh, it does have three access points, so may, maybe I'm just being pessimistic. But again. That brings me to the idea of opportunity for maybe a new transport mm-hmm. or, uh, for, for the Tau. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't had a new vehicle in a while. So. Yeah. I mean, that's so, the other yeah. thing about a new edition, right? Is it's more like, yes, it's new codexes, but there's other stuff that usually goes along with it. Yeah, it's, it's the yin-yang of the, the new codexes that yeah. are going to come out is... I'm bummed about having to buy new codexes. I just yeah. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I I would I would rather get new rules and new malls in a more scattered way. Look, uh, I just learned how to play ninth edition. <laughs> exactly, but at the same time, new new codexes usually new means new splash releases. New stuff. And yeah. New stuff usually means also new bigger stuff. Yeah. So. I mean, there's there's so many things I wouldn't mind seeing. Like I don't I want to see like certain armies get their flyers. I know they're yeah. not actually the most popular things in ninth edition, but but they a could sister's be. Flyer would be really a elegant. Flyer and cool. would the be. The photon won't lovely. shut up about their gunships. Give me a gunship. Oh my god! Give me a gunship. Give me a gunship sooner rather than later for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so. Exciting times. It's so exciting. <laughs> I'm very excited. 
Um, they're also doing a bunch of preview stuff with all of the licensed video games, which um, of which I'm a fan. Um, so which ones do you play? So, I, I mean, of those right now, I, I mean, mostly right now I'm just playing Dark Tide. Um, I'm mm. terrible at Mechanicus, but I do love it. I'm just super bad. And I was told that I could turn the difficulty down. But what what they did not know was that I already had it all the way down. So oh. that's fine. Um, there's yeah. a few card games on this list, which is interesting. Like, because they're digital. So that's fine. I'm fine. Digital card games are fine. Because I don't have to have cards in my home. I'm intrigued by this Horus Heresy Legions. I am unfamiliar with that one. But yeah. Epic epic as a video game. I know Bullgun yeah. is going to be a Doom style shooter. Yeah, that one looks kind of fun. Uh because shoot his guns and shoot his guns and teeth, shoot his blood and teeth, whatever it is. Um that game is crazy fun. And that's a dual stick shooter. Um I keep getting stuck on things and so then I have to like put it away for a little while and then I go back and whatever it is I just breeze through and I'll go, All right, fine. See, I I've been guess. playing a little bit of Tacticus recently. Yeah. Um, and it's, I mean, it's it's a free-to-play um, strategy game. It's, I think its biggest problem is that it has more layers to it than mm -hmm. I'm used to seeing. Because it does consider a lot of things. And, like, it takes a lot into consideration when you're playing it, like... If you're if you're standing if you have elevation you get bonuses to to damage if you're in brushes you get cover bonuses like yep. there's a bunch of things that if you're just playing very casually and stupidly like I am you don't take into account so you hit a wall of what you can do <laughs> sure. very quickly um, but it's an, it's an all right game yeah. um, I am I am curious to see like there's a lot on that list such. Like Rogue Trader, Imperium Maledictum. Like, there's a lot mm -hmm. in there that I. It doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. I'm curious to see what's going to be in there. Yeah. Good times. It's, yeah, I am actually. Be... Yeah, Bolt Gun. That might happen. Mm -hmm. That could be fun. I remember when Doom came out. I'm old enough for that. It was a good time. It was revolutionary, you guys. <laughs> I. I was there for Doom. I yep. never really played it all that much. Mm -hmm. I mostly know Doom as the game that people are trying to load onto potatoes. And anyway. I can't, I can't wait to be in the hospital in my nineties, and someone's gonna freaking load Doom into my cardio spectrometer. Yeah. And, uh, You're just gonna instead play. of knowing what my heartbeat is, I'll be fighting uh, Cyborg Hitler. It'll yeah. be great. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. That about wraps up everything for this week, unless you have anything else to add. Not really. I'm okay. done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all of our social media information is in the show description. And until next week, happy gaming. Happy gaming.